Hey guys, Willie Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. I got something special to show you today in today's podcast episode. Check this out. All right, so today we are going to be talking about how to add tritones to your blues progression. All right, so let's get started with this. First of all, if we take a look at our simple blues progression, we have the following chords. We're in the key of C, and by the way, I'm using iReal Pro here uh, for the backing track. This file, if you would like this, uh, just go ahead uh, back to jazzedge.com slash tritone, or follow the card that just popped up in the top right corner of this video. All right, so our basic blues progression is C7, F7, then C7, G7, F7, C7. This is our one chord, our four chord, back to our one chord, five, four, and one. If you're interested in diving in more to the blues, you want to know more about the blues, check out my Summer Piano Jam program, and that can be found at summerpianojam.com. All right, so anyway, we have our different blues, and then if you have followed the last three podcast episodes, we've been talking about tritones, and tritones really are like kind of like the lifeblood of jazz piano. We utilize them all of the time. Why do we utilize them? Well, in the other podcast episodes, I've kind of explained why, but basically, one of the main reasons we use them is it allows us to add some more... Um, uh, fluidity and direction in our playing, right? We're able to kind of change up the arrangement so that we're not just sticking on a same static chord all of the time. All right, so how do we do this? Well, if you remember correctly, what we did is we were finding all of the dominant chords, right? And then we were, one of the uh, options was to precede the dominant chord with a tritone substitution, or basically go up a half step. Now in the blues, it's pretty simple because they're all dominant chords, right? So every one of these chords is a dominant chord. C7, F7, G7, all right? All dominant chords. So now what we want to do is before we get to the next chord, we want to precede it, all right? So like this would be at the end of the fourth measure. We want to precede that F7 chord. We also want to precede that C7 chord. We also want to precede the G7, the F7, the C7, and then also precede that C7 that goes back to the beginning, right? So all we do is we look to the target. So this is the chord we're trying to find, right? I'll put a big question mark right there. We're trying to find what is this chord? Well, we don't know that chord until we move forward. So if we scan forward, we can see here, and I'll put my little glasses here, I say sometimes you find that on charts, that says, okay, F7, we gotta look ahead to F7. So then all we need to do is go up a half step from F7. So this chord right here is going to be G flat. And in fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'll write this in the orange so you can see it. So it's going to be G flat 7, right? That's going to go to the F7. To the C7, we would do a D flat 7 chord. And then getting back to the G7, we would go and play an A flat 7 chord, all right? And then going back to the F, that's again another G flat. And then getting back to the C, that's a D flat. And then finally, this one right over here is another D flat before we go all the way back to the beginning of the piece. Okay? Now, I've written this all out in sheet music form for you. All right? So you can see it 
all right here. Now, what we're starting with, first of all, is just shells. Just do the shells in the left hand, just so that you can get down the form, so that you can get down the comping rhythm, and so you can also fully understand the tritone. In the next podcast episode, that's gonna be episode 48, I'm gonna show you how to play these big two-handed chords, all right? So be sure to check out episode 48, uh, and the title of that is Huge Chord Blues uh, Piano Tritone Substitutions, all right? So first of all, let's just start with this. Very simple, C7, just a root seven chord shell, and the rhythm that we're doing is this one and two and, or da, ba, da, ba. So a lot of times, rather than counting out, we could say one and two, and this would be and, but it's not a very uh, jazzy way of expressing rhythm. One and two and, one and two and. It doesn't feel very jazzy, right? So instead, what we do is we say da, okay? I'm trying to write this out for you. Da, and then this goes to ba. So we vocalize this. If you need help with these vocalizations, I have a whole course back on jazzedge.com called Rhythm Essentials, and then that goes through all the vocalizations if you don't know it. So anyway, the rhythm is simply da, ba, da, ba, da, ba. So the first thing to do is I suggest just going and playing with the iReal Pro track and just clap that. Da, ba, da, ba, da, ba. Da ba, da ba, da ba, da ba. All right, so just go through and just clap that rhythm all the way throughout. Now, once you can do that, then we can start to apply these shells. Now, the shells we've talked about shells before, and you can check out my jazz piano daily uh, lessons uh, and my YouTube channel, and I uh, go through shells as well. But basically, all we're doing is we're just playing the root and the seventh of the chord. So C and B flat. and then C and B flat, and then when we go to the G flat seven, it's G flat and, and F flat, to be technically correct, or G flat and E. You also notice that the chord is written in here on beat four, even though it anticipates. Why do we do that? Well, that's kind of typical in jazz. You're not gonna write the chord, you're not gonna put the chord on the uh, and of three, because it's a little bit more difficult to read. So instead, we'll usually put it on beat four, and then you'll see the anticipation you know to anticipate it. Or if you see the G flat seven, you just kind of automatically start to know, hey, you know what, I bet you I can anticipate that, all right? So a lot of times the chord will, will show up on the beat versus the anticipation. Some players might write it differently, but this is the way that I've seen it uh, written for years. So anyway, G flat seven, then down to the F seven, which is F and E flat for the root seven chord shell. And then, and then D flat seven, that's D flat and C flat, or D flat and B, all right? And then back to C seven. Then A flat seven, which is A flat and G. Make sure you're also grabbing in at those shells and not just slamming down on them, right? Grab in at the shells. You'll have more control and you'll get a better tone and sound out of your instrument. And then G seven, then G flat seven, then back to F seven. Then D flat seven, then back to G, uh, back to C seven rather, C seven, and then the D flat seven because well we're going right back up to C seven. Right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make this music small here, uh, so you can just kind of see, and we'll go through the entire thing. Okay? But like I said, if you want this sheet music, just go ahead back to um, uh, jazzedge.com/tritone. Just 
go right back there and then you can uh, download all of the sheet music free of charge. All right, so let's go ahead through and let's play this along with the iReal Pro track. Uh, right now I have it on 140. I'm going to bring this down to 110. I'm going to play it a little, bit, a little bit slower and here we go. So C7. question you might have is, all right, so wait a second, Willie. I see that the bass player and the band are playing the chords C7, F7, you know, G7, and so on, right? They're not doing any of these anticipations, and they're not doing any of these tritone substitutions. So will that work if the bass player is still playing a C7 chord when I then, in turn, move to this G flat 7? Yes, it's going to work. Why? That's because of tension and release. Tension and release, again, is super important in jazz, as well as many other styles of music, but especially important in jazz. That tension that's created then gets resolved. Now, if I were to play uh, G flat seven while the band is playing C7, if I just keep playing that, right? You can hear that, ooh, that doesn't sound very good, right? However, when I play it, uh, let's say I even go to D flat seven. So you see I could do that, then G flat. That tension that's created is okay. All right, so the first thing that you want to get down for this week is understand that concept of preceding each of those dominant chords with its tritone substitution. Remember, the G flat 7 chord is the same thing as what? It's the same thing as a C7 chord. Remember, we've talked about that, how C7 and G flat 7 kind of uh, share the same guide tones there, right? The third and the seventh of C7 become the seventh and third of G flat. That's yet another reason why when the bass player is playing C, even though you're playing a G flat 7 chord under, under, or over the top of them, it sounds okay at least temporarily. Like I showed you, if I just keep hammering along a G flat 7 chord while the bass player is playing C7, it's not going to sound good. But briefly, before I move to the F7, it creates this nice tension that then resolves into that F7 chord, all right? So uh, you want to understand that, okay, look, I know my blues progression. I know I can precede each of those dominant chords with a dominant chord that is a half step higher than the resolution chord. And again, just as a reminder here, the resolution chord here, right? F7 is my resolution chord. G flat 7 is my tritone that then resolves down into that F7 chord. All right, so let's try going through it one more time and let's try speeding it up a little bit. Actually, you know what? I'll slow it down a little bit just in case any of you need a little bit more time. So I'll move this down to 100 beats per minute now, right? And let's just make this just a tad bit smaller so you can see all of it. All right, and here we go. Nice and light on those chords. Don't play it, don't play it too heavy, right? Nice and light and bouncy. 
flat. A flat, G, G flat, F, sorry, D flat, C. I'm trying to like do two things at once here. All right, so let me do this again and I'm gonna put on this so that I can kind of scan ahead and you can kind of follow along with me. All right, so let's try it one more time. Start at C7. Now, if you want to get prepared for next week's lesson, one thing you could do is you could start to add in these bell tones. And a great bell tone to add right now is just add the octave. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to play a C in octaves. Okay. C. Then G flat to F. B flat, C. A flat, G. Flat F, D flat C. Okay, and I'll also fix this one chord here that is written in incorrectly. The chord symbol is messed up there. All right, so I will fix that for you. So it's D flat seven. All right, so again, if you want to grab this sheet music so that you're ready for next week, just go ahead back to jazzedge.com slash tritone or check out the card that popped up in the video. Uh, also, just as a reminder, subscribe to the channel because I have all of these podcast episodes in a playlist on the Jazz Edge YouTube channel. If you like this video, please do me a favor, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and turn on notifications. If you like these uh, simple jazz piano uh, tutorials, check out jazzpianodaily.com. Right? I'm doing daily jazz piano lessons there. First 45, completely free along with sheet music. You can watch all 365 of them on my YouTube channel as well. I'm going to be doing them all year long. So be sure to go back to jazzpianodaily.com and put in your name and email address there. All right, so that's it for me. Thanks, guys, for joining me. Looking forward to seeing you in that next podcast episode. We're going to do those nice big chords. So check out episode 48 as well. I'll see you then.